You're on. <laughs> That's the new start of the podcast. <laughs> Bitch, we live. <laughs> All right. Um, hello, everyone, and welcome to Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we watch crazy Lifetime movies. Crazy, awesome Lifetime movies. <laughs> this one, mwah, chef kiss. It's exactly what I want in a Lifetime movie. There's multiple ones of this? There's four, Anne. I cannot wait. Like, I honestly want to watch all three of them today while Danny's at work because it it was so funny. I was laughing hysterically this whole time, <laughs> but also was screaming at the parents because... I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, so we watched Stalked by My Doctor, starring Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. One of the notes I wrote in my thing was, I have spent too much time in my life asking myself the question, how is this man related to Julia Roberts? It's her brother, right? Yes, and it's Emma Roberts' dad. Right, right. Don't, do you wonder if Emma Roberts was like, do you think she watched this and was totally creeped out by her dad's character in this? I hope that in real life, he was like, you can't watch this movie. I appreciate you wanting to support me, but you just can't watch it. I'm too creepy in it. (laughs) And it's going to change how you look at me forever. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to say something controversial here i don't understand any of the roberts people are famous like julia roberts is i understand how she's famous because she was pretty and like you know whatever she was julia roberts in the 80s Mm -hmm. is she a good actress i mean is she a good for debate she did get an oscar didn't she but like you know, Eric, not, not, uh... You don't think he fully committed to this role, though? Just because you fully commit to something doesn't mean you're good at it. <laughs> like, I could fully commit to making myself an Olympic figure skater. That doesn't mean I'm actually going to become an Olympic figure skater. Do you know what I mean? Well, and- he's getting, he's got to be getting close to the 10,000 hours you need to become an expert or a master or whatever that thing is. Guess how many credits, acting credits he has on IMDb. I'm going to, I'm going to say something insane. I'm going to say a really high number because I feel like he's been in a lot of, a lot of stuff. I'm going to say he probably has been in 103 movies. And I don't know, you know, IMDb does movies and TV, Okay, but he has, 616 <gasps> acting credits. You are joking. <laughs> no. And if you scroll through, it's like there's 20 films in pre-production coming up. There's 30 movies he made in 2020. Like there's so much. It never ends. He has to have so much money. I looked it up. His net worth is $8 million. So he's just doing like little bit parts to try to keep up with his sister because she's got to be worth like. He was in like rap videos. He was in like a Ja Rule video and (laughs) a Rihanna video. He was in Bitch Better Have My Money. (laughs) What? 
Isn't that so weird? Like Eric Roberts. <laughs> what? I did not know that. He's been in like also he's been in like three movies with Mickey Rourke. They're apparently really good friends. Oh, that makes sense to me. It made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> made a <laughs> that lot checks of sense out. To me. Um, so yeah, Stop by My Doctor, starring Eric Roberts. Oh boy. <laughs> this is the tale of a doctor desperate for love. Oh my Ooh. god. And he's not so but so to use he is my favorite phrase. <laughs> so not so. What it's, the fuck? He <laughs> So we start like there's there's a high school. Let's see. Oh, first, we have a group of high school friends, right? Yes. Two, two couples. Um, the girls are best friends. They both find out they get accepted to the same college because they're both very smart and talented and wonderful. Like, they're great kids. Great kids. Yeah. Why does her best friend try to fake her out? Because she opens the letter and <laughs> she's, like, reading it. And she pretends for a minute that she didn't get in. We regret to inform you. That you're about to have the best four years of your life. Me and my roomie at college, bitch. Don't do that to your best friend who's been so nervous about reading this letter that she hasn't opened it for days. Yeah. (laughs) It's really shit. But anyway. There's a lot of emotional uh, uh, maturity that needs to happen in this movie with everyone, I believe, starting with the friends. Um, She's driving with her boyfriend, and he's texting and driving. And this <sighs> entire movie, not only is it a PSA about, like, not being around fucking creepy-ass doctors, but it's also a PSA for not texting and driving. This entire movie was like, oh, he was texting and driving again, wasn't he? What a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Like, it was such, it was just drilled into your head. Like, don't fucking. The dad has a line that's like, there are so many people in this world who just keep doing this and being selfish. And I'm sick of it. I can't deal with it anymore. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. I mean, don't text and drive. Obviously, please don't. I get really mad when people do it when I'm in the car. I remember we, Danny and I were driving with some of our friends one time and our friend who was driving was playing Pokemon Go. And I like, <gasps> I got pissed and I was like, put the fucking phone down and pay attention to your driving because That's you're not insane. the only one in the car. I was pissed. I was pissed. My God. I yeah. do. I did like that. Sophie kept being like, please stop doing that. Hey, stop. Yeah. But makes me uncomfortable when you do that. He totally ignored her. He was like, it's fine. But they were kissing while he was driving, which I totally was like, oh, my God. Remember when you couldn't? You just had to kiss your boyfriend when he was driving the car. (laughs) When I'm in a car, all I can think about is wanting to get out of the fucking car. I hate being in a car. (laughs) I don't want to be waiting at it stoplight I don't come on just get me to get me to target get me to where I'm going I know I know (laughs) so yeah so they get into a pretty brutal accident yeah pretty big smash pretty big smash uh have to get taken to the hospital she's in bad condition like her rib is cracked and it's like poking her heart heart. so 
in comes Dr. Eric Roberts. What's his name in this? I don't even remember. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Elbert Beck. Dr. Elbert Beck. He is, when the nurse comes to get him, he is scrolling through like a dating site. And we've met him previous to this because he's in a restaurant waiting for someone to join him for dinner. Yeah. He calls and is like, this isn't going to work out. You're a freak. I'm not coming. Yeah. (laughs) So then, yeah, he gets pissed. When he's scrolling through these dating profiles, the ages, the ages these women listed and their pictures, that's not matching up. Like, girl, (laughs) I'm, I'm 38 and I feel like I... Maybe my eyes, I look 90, but like, I'm a pretty, I'm like a youthful 38 year old, right? But listen, I was like, bitches, you guys are like at least 45, 50 years old. Like, there's no way you are 35. There's no way you're 35 years old, unless you've lived a hard Eric Roberts life. Yeah, he's actually uh, younger than I thought he was because he looks, I thought he was like in his 70s. He's only 64. And this is from 2015. So he's even younger in this movie. Hmm. No, I knew, he, is, he the, is he older than Julia Roberts? Mm-hmm. He's older? Okay. He's like number one cardiologist, right? He is yeah. top heart Big doctor. deal. Big, yeah, big deal. Big deal. So he's the one who goes to uh, work on Sophie. Sophie. <laughs> I really need to get better about writing down characters. The names in this one were hard. As I was taking notes, I was like, okay, her name is Sophie. Okay, the best friend's name is Caitlin. Like, as we're like three quarters of the way into the movie, I'm understanding really don't what everyone's name is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's he's the doctor that has to work on Sophie. And he instantly instantly was like ooh la la chichiwa i am into <laughs> um yeah and when he tells the parents that he has to do surgery <laughs> the mom's reaction is like oh dear god like she just saw something really gross <laughs> not that she hears that her daughter has a rib bone poking into her heart yeah, I, the the parents in this movie, I got I got a lot of things to say about those motherfuckers were, when we when we come to the point where they're talking about about the doctor. Well, the dad gives a hint here um, right after they find out about the surgery that he is an idiot because <laughs> the mom is obviously like stressed and upset, and he's like, "Look, I talked to the nurse, and she said the doctor knows what he's doing." Okay, is that, (laughs) that's like the baseline. That's not comforting. Right. Like, hey, the guy employed by this hospital who gets paid probably a ridiculous amount of money, he's, it's going to be fine. It'll be, I heard he went to school for this. So (laughs) it's going to be good. He apparently has his medical license. (laughs) I mean, what else could you ask for? (laughs) He, uh, doctor, what's it, Dr. Beck? He's like talking to Sophie. And asking her, like, he was like, medical questions and stuff. And then, like, he was like, do you like sushi? And he was like, we should go get sushi sometime. Well, huh? Gross. That is, 
I don't know. It was, this whole movie was like really skeezy and nasty and disgusting. And it's like doctors like that exist. A hundred percent. There are doctors like that. Ew. Yes. Yes. So upsetting. He like goes in and checks on her in the middle of the night and like caresses her face and kisses her. Oh, the I kiss! Wanna... I screamed. Ooh. I mean, I've seen this movie before, and I still was like, no, 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 no. I wanted her to get like the Uma Thurman power from Kill Bill. I know, and like just fucking bite his face off and crawl yes. herself out of there. I was so grossed out. I was so oh, it was grossed disgusting. Out. Her oh, her boyfriend um, only suffered a broken leg. And yeah. He is not concerned about Sophie at all. <laughs> like he first of all, he's in a hospital room and the dad, Sophie's dad goes to see him. <laughs> he's obviously mad. This motherfucker is on his phone. Yeah. Texting. You just almost killed your girlfriend because of this phone. Yeah. And you're like, I well, saved the- my phone in the car crash. <laughs> it's fine. And, I'm and the dad comes in and he was like, You were texting again, weren't you? <laughs> Like this is a thing they've always had a problem with. And then he he takes his phone, <laughs> throws it in the used needle bin. Yeah, the hazardous waste. Bin. Which like, dude, you can't. That's stealing. You can't. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that. Oh, but dad, that dad, the that worst. Dad was the fucking worst. But then also the mom. Even though throughout the movie, you knew, like, before things blew up and she actually knew what was happening, she had these little inklings. She said a line where she was talking to Sophie and she said, I've never met any man that can talk about his feelings. I wrote that down as well. That was that was just, hey, you know what? You just, that's just how it is. Men don't talk about their feelings and they're assholes, honey. Yeah, you just have to get used to it. Well, the dad says at one point, like, guys will be guys and she's just going to have to get used to it. And the mom says, I understand that, but what? (laughs) That whole guys will be guys things? No, 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 no. There's nothing more I hate than that stupid, like, boys will be boys. No, boys will be assholes and you need to tell them, hey, that is being an asshole. Stop doing that or you're going to get in trouble. What the fuck? Yeah, it made me really mad because they wrote the mom to like argue with the dad and to have better sense than him, but also to defer (laughs) to him in every single thing. Right. What was the point of her character? Right. I don't I don't know because she knew like she knew. She knew that that doctor was like being a creep and crossing extreme boundaries that he should not have been crossing, but she didn't fucking do anything about it. Like the doctor at one point before Sophie leaves the hospital comes in to check her bandages and like has her pull up her pajama top or whatever and changes her bandages. And the mom's like, did he have a, a female nurse in here with him? And Sophie's like, no. And the mom's like, well, that's Which, yeah. the procedure. Like the I have like 
pap smears from a female gynecologist and there is always another person in the room. That's just how it works. So that was a huge violation, ethics violation. And they just like brush it off. He's the top cardiologist. Why is he changing patients' bandages? Like, it seems to me that hospital staff was probably very well aware of this behavior. And yes. They just, nothing ever happened from it. Nothing they show the happened. the one nurse that work is like always around him. Yeah. He's like, schedule a follow-up appointment in three days or whatever. And she's like, isn't that a little soon? And he's like, no. But, and she has like a look like, hmm. But then that never comes to anything. She doesn't. Yeah, because you're just, I guess, not supposed to ever question a doctor ever because doctors are obviously wonderful and amazing. I'm flicking off the camera right now because I don't agree with that. Yeah, this guy, this doctor especially has a real God complex. He's like a real dairy farmer of a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) He's... Oh, he's just gross. Oh, and also, when he was changing her bandage, he, like, didn't wash his hands before he did it. He didn't have gloves on. No, nothing. it really grossed me out. And he, like, directly was putting, like, ointment. Yeah, he shoved two fingers in that open wound. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I'm just, like, getting grossed out even think of Eric Roberts touching me with his two fingers rubbing ointment. On. What? Okay, for our listeners, Anne just saw me make a shocked face because my cat just jumped up onto a thing she's never jumped on and ran across it, and it scared me. (laughs) (laughs) The mom at this point is concerned. Like, mom, mom understands, okay, this doctor's gross. I don't like him. I don't trust him. I obviously am not going to raise a fuss though but i don't i'm making it known that i don't trust this guy right um sophie goes to see her boyfriend after she gets out of the hospital he she goes over to his house he's just like playing on his video games just sitting in bed playing video games barely wants to look at her like i get it he felt really guilty he is a total asshole. She's like, dude, I've emailed you. I've called your landline because I know my dad threw my threw your phone away in a bin of hypodermic needles. <laughs> there are other means of communicating. I've sent carrier pigeons. There have been smoke signals. You're giving me nothing back. You're giving me nothing. And then he has to make it about him. So, you know, he's a soccer player because he was playing soccer earlier. And he says... <laughs> The doctor said he'll never run at full speed, (laughs) which is like such an arbitrary diagnosis. Oh, I had a rib puncturing my heart because texting when I was telling you not to and you got it. Like, I honestly, I would I would throw that guilt card all the time with that motherfucker. I mean, (laughs) Yeah, she has every right to be mad at him. He almost killed her. And and she specifically said, stop it. She's not even mad. She's just like, please love me again. Please be here for me. Yeah. And still, it's like, I'm just going to go back to playing my stupid fucking video games. Oh, he is the worst. And I know he's good in the end, but yeah, like, you know what? 
17 year old boys can't be heroes. Do you know what I mean? Like get, get the fuck out of here with that. Agree. Agree. Get out. Um, Oh, I want to, before we go on, talk about how we see him on a date with another woman um, before Sophie leaves the hospital. And they just met that afternoon. And then they like spent the whole day together. seems like it's going really well. And then he's like talking about her quitting her job and getting married and the kids. And she's like, Ooh, <laughs> gets really? like freaked out. That's a uh, red, red sirens going off. Like, and she tells him she's straight up with him. She's mm-hmm. like, hey man, we literally just met this afternoon and we've had a great time. This is a little much for me. And then she's like, yeah, yeah. like I'm going to leave. Bye. Thank you. He like screams at her in the middle of this crowded restaurant. Calls her a fat ass bitch. Yep. Berates her like yelling and screaming at her. And all these people, it reminded me of the scene in Ghostbusters when, um, Lewis Tully, Rick Moranis, is getting chased by the demon dog and he like ends up in front of that super fancy restaurant mm-hmm. and everybody's kind of like <laughs> watching him freak out on the outside. Just watching. And then they're just watching and then he gets demolished and they just go back to eating their dinner. Like that, if I was at a restaurant and I saw something like that happen, I would like, honestly, I would get up and go to that woman and be like, are you okay? And tell the mm-hmm. man, you better fucking go. Now, like I... I don't deal well with men berating women like that in public. No, it was hard to watch. And I mean, he just goes bonkers. But I did love that the last thing he says as she drives away is, I'm unfriending you. Oh my God, I'm unfriending (laughs) you. I also want to be like, bro, go just on like sugarbabies.com. Clearly. Yeah. That's what you want. You have all the money. All you want is like some young idiot girl who like wants rich things. Like make a make a deal with that. Absolutely. There's a lot of solve his problem. That dude. Come on. Come on. And also maybe just don't be a fucking creep. Like you're rich and have a big house and are a doctor. Like you're smart. You clearly charmed this woman. She enjoyed most of the time she spent with you that day. But then you're like fucking weirdo, man. Like yeah. you don't need to be talking about her quitting her job so that you can raise she can raise your kids. Ooh. He uses breath spray. Banaka. Oh, I don't remember that. Yes. And I was like, oh my there was a, I don't remember what happened. I was like a little drunk when I watched this last night, so my notes are like <laughs> They made sense to me at the time when I was watching, but then there's really no point of reference. But I just said, mouth spray? Does that still exist? And I do remember him spraying, like, banaca in his mouth, which seems so weird to me. Like, is it 1984? Do people use mouth breath spray still? I don't think so. Not a minute. Have an eltoid. (laughs) They're too intense for me. Too intense. I like the wintergreen ones. Anyway. Um, Oh, and so this is where we, after she leaves the hospital, we get into his weird fantasies. Yes, yes, yes. He starts having all these, like, 
gross fantasies about her wanting him and coming to his house and seducing him. And it's just super nasty and gross. It's super gross and weird. Mm. And like, ew, ew. Yes. Then. Oh, sorry. Go. No, go ahead. My next note. The, this is like when the mom knew something was going on and the, her mom told her not to wear something so revealing to her next appointment because I don't like the way he's mm-hmm. like hitting on you. So clearly it's your fault because you're wearing not a turtleneck and a full Sunday school teacher skirt. Yeah. I will say related to that, I loved everything that Sophie wore in this movie. It was very like my style, just like floral dresses yeah. and skirts and jean jacket and tennis I shoes. I liked Sophie. I was like, damn, Sophie, I could be both with you. Oh, she wants to get into pre-med too, which is another way he's able to mm-hmm. like weasel his way in there. It's like, oh, you want to be a doctor? Well, you know, I'm a doctor. You just ask me anything you want, Sophie. Right. I'll take you under my little wing, my tiny little wing. Um, and when, so that happens after her checkup where she gives the doctor a teddy bear and a thank you note that he's not allowed to read until later. Mm-hmm. When he reads the note, it basically says, no pun intended, my heart belongs to you. Which I guess we're supposed to think is like the catalyst for him fully investing in this obsession. Yeah, but- being like she's in it, she's into this. And she's down. So Yeah, I mean, they have her do a couple weird things. Before she leaves the hospital the first time, she gives him a big hug and says, oh, Dr. Beck, I just love you. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think a 17-year-old would do that. No. And she does say to her mom, he is like, so cool. Yeah, is, he, is he? Is he cool, Sophie? He's not that cool. He's not that cool. So he starts, like, following her. He sits outside of her house in his car. He kind of like will randomly show up at stores she's at with her friend. Mm-hmm. Getting were, coffee. Yep. They were at the mall or whatever at the food court. Her friend was so impressed with the $50 bill. He busted <laughs> No, he gave her that money to buy carrot cake. And she was like, whoa. Oh. Okay. Um, I, I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, it was nice that he let her keep that change. Like it was very nice, but what a weird reaction! Like she'd never seen that before. Fifty dollar bill. <laughs> what? Um. So while Caitlin, the best friend, goes to buy the carrot cake, he asks Sophie to go to a movie with him, mm-hmm. and that's officially when Sophie is like, "Oh no." Nope. <laughs> No, yeah, hard pass on that. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate you saving my heart, but bye. So then he gets up and leaves. Tells a full meltdown outside, Mm -hmm. falls into a pile of trash while screaming, I am a doctor! (laughs) (laughs) My God. My God. His temper tantrums in this movie really made me laugh. I mean, they were so over-the-top insane. Like, I... I don't know i just feel like someone would have noticed that like you can't you can't live yeah. your life to be however old he is being a doctor and like 
not having one of your colleagues see you act like that and you like, lose your mind hmm, something might be off with this something might yeah. be off bro um he he's parked outside of her house that one night and like her and her mom go out to go like shopping or something <sighs> like that and he breaks into the house and like <sighs> goes in Sophie's room and it's like rolling around in her bed and like sniffing her underwear getting off real real gross he's really lost in the moment and doesn't hear them come home until it's a little bit too late so then he goes and hides in her closet and then her boyfriend comes over and they're like making out and he's just like sitting there in the closet watching the whole time Yes. Okay. I have a couple (laughs) things about this scene. It was so upsetting, but I did think it was really funny. They show like their mantle and there's a picture of Sophie on the mantle and she's wearing the exact same outfit she was wearing in the opening scene. (laughs) I noted a lot of the same, like when they were going through her Facebook It was just like senior pictures. Yeah, it was like that's the same two outfits over and over again. You just took off the jacket and that one. Um, and a detail I super loved was when he's in her bed being disgusting, he's fantasizing that she's like writhing on top of him in this red lingerie. And then later in the movie, when he has dressed her. In someone else's clothes or whatever clothes he bought, she has red lingerie on under a hospital gown. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, and <laughs> so he like destroys Sophie's bed. It's like the covers are everywhere. It yeah. had been perfectly made. She walks in and goes, oh, my God, my room's a mess. And then nothing. Would nothing. it be like, what the fuck happened to my room? Who went yes. in this room? I know I made my bed earlier. No, just, wow, my room's a mess. Hmm, this is embarrassing. <laughs> so weird. Let's make out on the bed in front of my doctor who's hiding in the closet. <laughs> oh, and this is when um, the boyfriend, Ryan? Yes. Gives her his grandmother's ring and says, it means whatever you want it to mean. Like a yeah. real romantic. <laughs> It's whatever you want. It could just be a ring. It could be a promise ring. It could be a purity ring. It could be an engagement ring. It, it's whatever you want. We're married. Ring circus. It could be an Olympic ring. It could, it could be a Nuva ring. Do whatever you want with this. This ring is yours. Olympic ring. <laughs> Do what you want. So yeah, she gets a, I'm, I'll call it a promise ring, I guess. Is a, yeah. And then they start making out, but it's, like, super awkward because of their broken limbs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Ryan goes to have his appointment, his leg appointment, and uh, leg doc- appointment. <laughs> Dr. Gross has, like, Dr. Gross. figured out when he's going. So he, like, stops in to see him, right? Just being like, no, oh, yeah, I'm... Yeah, and when Ryan gets into the doctor's office, he has to empty his pockets, I guess, which doesn't make any sense. Why would you need to empty your pockets? And he asks the nurse to do it, which I thought was very bold of him. Like, hey, you want to get this stuff out of my pocket? It's that front left pocket right there. Yeah. Uh, No. (laughs) 
bro, like you, you broke your leg. Your hands work fine. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. You have one crutch. Why aren't you getting it out yourself? Anyway, so she puts his phone and like wallet on the counter. Mm-hmm. As someone who's been to a lot of doctor appointments, they have never asked me to empty my pockets. I, I just don't understand that. But it's necessary for the plot because the doctor makes an excuse to come in and steals Ryan's phone. Mm-hmm. And sends the most insane text to his friend. Did you write that <laughs> what it says? It says, it says like, like my girlfriend has a scar under her left tit. She's like the bride of Frankenstein. I'm dating Frankenstein's bride. <laughs> so the doctor sends this text <laughs> to like Ryan's best friend. Obviously, Ryan's best friend tells his girlfriend who's Sophie's best friend and mm-hmm. it, it just all blows up and she's like how dare you do that and he's like I, I did not at all that whole thing was crazy she like pulled up her shirt and she's like look at it look at it it is a very reasonably sized scar it's nothing and she's like and so then he's like is trying to be nice he's like I did not send that text I don't think you're ugly like he starts to kiss her and she's like what is this mercy sex it's like you're a gorgeous girl your body is slamming you're really smart you have a scar like that that is nobody cares nobody Nobody cares truly it was wild the way she reacted and she like wouldn't let it go and when she said what is this mercy sex the way that actor said Oh my God, it really made me laugh. <laughs> oh, I do want to say the guy who plays Ryan has the most rich boy name I've ever heard in my life. His real name is Carson Boatman. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. I mean, Boatman, but Boatman is how it's spelled. The third. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Carson Boatman, the third. Oh, so boy. at this point, Ryan figures out that the doctor is like doing all this shit. Yeah, he I wrote, did does Ryan is planning to study like criminal law because he's a great detective? Oh my god, I know. Like <laughs> he should he should. So he like somehow finds out the address of the doctor. He said he found it on the internet. It was it's on the internet. It's not that hard, bro. <laughs> and goes to his house to confront him to be like you're a fucking creep but he does ask are you in love with her (laughs) which just seems like is that really the point right now who cares if he thinks he's in love with her do you love her more than me (laughs) maybe you are right you can give her so much more than i can you are rich Oh, my God. And then he tries to hit the doctor with his crutch and falls down. <laughs> and the doctor throws his crutch, like, across yeah. the lawn yeah. of his giant house. Which, I just want to say, I found that house unbelievable because it had no driveway. And you know rich people are not trying to walk up, like, 45 steps to get to you their know, front door. It was really weird. It was weird. Like, they're, they have, like, an eight-car garage attached to their house. It was strange. It was bizarre. It was very bizarre. But it's almost like the house was still under construction, so they got a really good deal on shooting it there. 
almost Bridget. That <laughs> that might be might be an mm. interesting thing to look into. Mm-mm-mm. Let's see what. Oh, <gasps> he sends her. Mm, he sends her a doll. Or he, he gives brings her, it to her in the store. Yeah. Yes. He shows up at the store that she's at with her friend and he's like, oh, I got you something. And she yeah. takes it out of the bag. And it's like an American girl doll. And she was first off creeped out. And then she goes, how do you know I like these dolls? And it's like, girl, you're 17. Why are you still fucking collecting American girl dolls? Yeah, I was wondering that too. I thought that was a weird thing and like really lazy writing oh she's a girl what would she have in her room dolls doll? even though she's 17 years old do you know like i had american girl dolls you know when i stopped giving a fuck about them when i was about 12 years old like yeah i didn't display them in my room they were in a closet because i was like oh i'm an old teenager and i probably shouldn't have yeah she for sure would have been like i'm over these now i'll save them for my kids because as we find out those dolls are really well made he goes home with it because she refuses to accept the gift and he tries to rip it apart and that doll holds up so well like nothing happens to that even is why american girl dolls are fucking hundred dollars like goddamn yeah it was uh real fun to watch him try to rip that thing he went nuts on that doll <laughs> like my god my god but it was just so creepy and gross like can you imagine being just shopping in a store and having some weird guy come up to you and be like oh i bought this specifically for you and I know you yeah. like it because I've been in your fucking bedroom and that's how I know you like it and yeah. is that when he like he says it's like an apology because after he asked her to the movie she tells her parents and then the dad like confronts him and he's like sir I am a doctor I can't do these things and your daughter's infatuated with me and here's the note she wrote me to prove it mm-hmm. And so that was like his way of apologizing, I guess. Yeah. Was to continue to be super creepy. Great. Cool. And so then after he tries to give her the doll, his mom's like, we have to like report this. Yeah. And the dad says, and ruin his career. And ruin his career. Yeah, guy. Guess what? (laughs) That's exactly. Stalking your daughter. Yes ruin his fucking career I oh hated my God. that dad so much and and then the doctor looks up all of the mom's medical information mm-hmm. and finds out that she is premenopausal and taking hormones and is also allergic to penicillin and also bulk orders her hormone pills that she gets in the mail which they get from the hospital? Get them shipped from the hospital? They would be shipped from the lab. Like, where they're made, right? I mean, my insurance and doctor thing is all, like, one. Like, there's a pharmacy inside the doctor's office, and you can sign up to get your stuff sent to you in the mail, which is Super great. Thanks, Kaiser Permanente. But <laughs> I don't think that the type of hospital that he works in would just no. have, like, 
their prescriptions mailed to them. How much of this drug is she taking? They're like the giant Costco sized bottles of estrogen. She gets like four of them. Like what? Girl, that? how much how much estrogen are you taking? My God! So he fills he fills them with penicillin, mm-hmm. and obviously she takes them and almost dies. Um, but Sophie gets home and calls nine one one, and they're like, "We'll be there in fifteen minutes." And she's like, "That's not fast enough." Yeah, and she like hauls her mom up and gets her in the car and drives her to the doctor. Yeah. Um. So her mom's gonna be fine, and the doctor is not pleased when he hears this. And I wrote <laughs> as he's standing in the ER, like looking at the mom, we see a fireman with soot, just like all over his face and a bandaged hand. And I'm like, why are we looking at this guy? I wrote it too. What is going on with this guy we're supposed to be paying attention to? Well, so I think it comes back later. That's when he gets his idea that has to do with fire. But it was like not done well enough to make that clear because good job (laughs) thank you so much but we're just like looking at this guy and i'm like who is that they're just we're watching him walk for like a he's like all covered in soot and ash (laughs) and we're just like real it's like look at this guy look at him look at looking at him look at him Oh, oh my God, Bridget, I did not even make that. Like, I'm before you even said that, I still was like, and what the fuck is that guy? (laughs) I literally wrote, what the fuck was that about? Okay. Um, But it all comes back. So then we go to the scene where he steals a body from the morgue. Yeah, he like attacks Sophie in a parking garage. Mm -hmm. Chloroform. And with chloroform. But she. I was confused about this because it seemed like she got away, but that didn't happen. No. Because we see her like get into the car and drive away. But then later we see him actually like elbow the window and break it and get her out of the car. So that was confusing to me. Oh, that might've been one of my drunk moments. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, he, he steals a corpse Mm-hmm. Puts it in her car, drives it into a pole, and then sets it on fire. And everyone's like, oh, this girl died when she drove her car into a pole and her car exploded. Because the car is registered to her family and, yeah. Right, but we saw him, it was like a little crash. He just drove it into a pole at like, you yeah. know, 40 miles an hour. Yeah. And then he set it on fire. Isn't that what a fire marshal does? Like, figure out what started a fire? <laughs> yeah, yes. So, good job, everyone. You're really bad at your job. Yeah, I, I, maybe everyone in this town is just <laughs> the worst at the Seriously. <laughs> so the cops show up at, at Sophie's house and tell her parents that she's dead. But we know that the doctor has her tied up to yeah. his bed in a hospital gown, um, which I didn't get. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he had to put her clothes on the corpse that burned up, I guess. Yeah. They get her personal effects back. Oh, yeah. And mom gives the ring back to Ryan. And, and Ryan like, is like, this is that's not, not my grandma. Yeah, that's not my grandma's ring. I know what the fucking ring looked like. And that is not it. So he goes to the hospital to be like, hey, this is the wrong ring, you guys. This isn't right. 
And the lady's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. What? Like, <laughs> it's possible that somebody stole the ring and replaced it with a dupe. And this lady's like, sorry. Sorry, I can't help you. Get the fuck out of the hospital, you piece of shit. Yeah, she's totally not helpful at all. This poor kid, he, like, has to do all of the work. All He's the heavy lifting here. 17 years old. He convinces the mom to come with him to get a copy of the coroner's report. Mm-hmm. And they notice that the doctor logged in at like 1.30 a.m. after the coroner. And they're like, why would he have done this? And the dad's still like, stop it. <laughs> He's so mad. He's like, I, I can't see understand. a white man go down. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Stop persecuting us. <laughs> um, but Ryan is not going to give this up. Um, so he gets the mom to go with him to Dr. Beck's house where we see poor Sophie getting a sponge bath by yeah. the bad doctor. Nasty. And they knock on the door um, and he lets them in, but sh- he's put her in like a trunk and she's passed out. At the foot of at the foot of his bed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess he convinces them that Sophie's not there. But they're like sitting on the fucking trunk. They're sitting yeah. on the actual thing she's in. I was so mad. Like that, that I was just like, oh my fucking God. And so obviously they can't find her. So they start to leave. They're like walking down the steps when she wakes up and she's screaming. And I'm like, oh, they're going to hear and turn around. No, no they no. don't. No. Do you remember that like um, crime case about that girl who was, it was like in the 70s or maybe early 80s, but I think it was the 70s where the girl was hitchhiking and she got picked up by a dude and he took her home and like, kept her in a fucking box like that like no that's bad and like yeah it's crazy like kept her in like a trunk for years for years oh my god insane it really happened it's girl on the box look it up like that like that does sound vaguely familiar yeah um yes it was awful then he he brings her some disgusting looking food to mm-hmm. feed her. I didn't like that chicken and mashed potatoes, no. but she's got a new strategy. She's going to act like she's into this so that he'll untie her. I call this the Jasmine strategy. Cause I feel like that's what Jasmine used in Aladdin. When Jafar <laughs> was like, that's right. <laughs> okay. So she's, she's into the Jasmine strategy now. <laughs> She says things like, I liked the way you touched me last night and I want to have an orgasm and you're a doctor. And he's like, well, I did take a full semester of gynecological studies (laughs) where they teach you how to give an orgasm. So I am quite skilled. (laughs) I was like, I hate this. So she finally convinces him to untie one of her hands and she grabs like a butter knife mm-hmm. from the dinner plate and stabs him. I'm like, girl, you got to wait for the right minute. Yeah. You got to get yeah. fully untied. Yeah. So um, she says she hates him after he's like, why would you do this? And he's, 
<laughs> I wrote this stupid note because he's like, you want to stab me? I'll take your arms. You want to kick me? I'll take your legs. And it made me think of that Cat Stevens song. Like, if I ever lose my eyes. <laughs> I was just like, why is he doing this? I hate it. So that's like, so then you'll just be with like, uh, a pair of a quadriplegic quadriplegic who can't speak then you and you've done it all to her but he would probably love that because he loves taking care of pretty women sorry she was not a pretty woman it all full circle <laughs> he's like this is my pretty woman so she um, eventually like is able to untie her her one foot. Her foot gets loose from the Yeah, she pulls it really hard, but what was he gonna do? Cause he starts like taking out his surgical kit and like yeah. setting up his tools and laying down towels. He puts a mask on, he takes it off immediately. <laughs> I didn't know why he bothered with that. Yeah, I, but yeah, she she gets out of her binds and just like runs down the stairs and grabs a golf club. She hits him in the head four or five times before he passes out. There's no blood. Mm -hmm. Like that would have killed him. Yeah. How hard she was hitting him. Yeah. It would have. She runs out. You know, obviously everyone thinks she's dead at this point. So they're having her funeral. (laughs) Yeah. So she's got to crash her own funeral. And so like they're doing the visitation at her, her parents' house and everyone's like, Oh my God, I can't believe she's gone. And then she just like busts in, in this fucking hospital gown, like, Hey, (laughs) yeah. Her friend is like giving a speech and she's like, and I just can't believe that I'll never see her. (gasps) Everyone turns around. And then the parents aren't up to her and they're like hugging her. And then what do we see, Anne? Ryan drops his crutch and he runs. Oh my God. Full speed toward her. He hit full speed. Beautiful. (laughs) He was back to full speed. It was beautiful. (laughs) And then we get like a little bit of the Dark Knight Return. Is that? Dark Knight Returns moment. Is that the last one in the Batman movies where like the last scene is them in a cafe, like looking over? Oh, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Is that the dark? It's the third one with Anne Hathaway. Yeah. What the heck is that called? Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns or Rise of the Dark Knight. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's either of those. (laughs) Wait, what is it? Ask Andrew. I'm going to Google it. Andrew's still sleeping. Nolan Batman movies. It's Dark Knight Rises. I it's the Dark Knight Rises. You're right. Yeah. So he's just in this like fancy little like cafe. Who knows where? Oh, I'll tell you exactly where. Oh, because it's the nice one. Is it in South America? Tell me something. Well, so he when he was showing that lady in the restaurant he showed her a house in Cabo yeah. San Lucas um right. um and spoiler that is where the next one starts <laughs> oh my god um yeah so we see him and I didn't quite get this last scene because he's like he says he's waiting for someone 
who is he waiting for Sophie? <laughs> like, what does he think he's waiting for? Maybe he has another date set up. Uh, uh, it's just letting you know that the cycle continues and white men can get away with anything. As long as they have enough money and they sure yeah. can. Do you know who I was thinking about the other day? I forget his name. I probably should look it up, but I'm too lazy. He was that like Democratic donor out in maybe Washington or Oregon or something, maybe California. But he like would pick up black men. He was like a wealthy middle-aged white guy and he would pick up black men and give them drugs. And like they would have sex, but like two or three men died at his house. And he just kind of like kept not getting in trouble, even though it kind of was sounding like it was a serial killer situation. That he did, yeah. Like it was crazy. It was crazy. Like for nothing happened to. Him. I don't even know if anything's happened to him now. I should look up that information. But anyways, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Um, I I don't think I've ever had. A creepy doctor interaction, thankfully. I haven't either. I feel really lucky because I did have a young doctor for my whole cancer scare situation. Yeah. Um, he was like the nicest person, like always put me at ease, was very respectful. Um, but yeah, it's so easy for them to abuse that power. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's, like, gross that we're, like, oh, thank goodness that hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's horrifying. It's nasty. I don't know. Put put a man in a position of power and he more likely than not will at some point abuse it, I guess. And I always ask for a woman doctor. Uh, yeah. Or like, I just don't, don't want to risk it. I had – when I had my kids um, – the OB practice I went to, it was like several doctors. So you saw every one of them, mm-hmm. like each visit you would meet a new one just because you never knew who was the one who would deliver the baby. Right. And I remember they had two, two men that I remember. And the one I did not like at all. Like, I just felt like he was very, I don't know. I feel like to be an OB or a gynecologist, you need to be like warm, like have some kind of like, yes, some bedside manner. And he didn't at all. And he was the one I dealt with when I had my miscarriage. And I just kind of was like, "Mm." but then there was another guy there who had been there for decades and decades. And he was the one who delivered Tommy. And he was just like, so sweet and not, like a grandpa like he was like a yeah. grandpa and it was he was just so sweet and wonderful and like really I think that's the only male doctor that I've had usually I go to females just because I always I just feel more comfortable and I also feel like they take you more seriously when you're talking Agreed. about your issues like that I, is dismissive yeah 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 so I don't know I like this movie. I can't wait to watch more of them. I might. Oh my God. I've, so there are four and I've seen three. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to watch the rest of them because they are a treat. He is like, he does, he gives it his all in these movies. I gotta say, good job. 
And I think the the woman who plays Sophie does a great job because she has to kiss him. Yeah. And she doesn't vomit. I mean, give that girl an Oscar. Yeah, she deserves it. She deserves it. I was mad they did show her vomit when she woke up from surgery. Why? Isn't that what happens? Um, No, I mean, look, anesthesia makes me so nauseous, but I don't need to see green barf Mm -hmm. in a Lifetime movie. Thank you. See, I don't have a problem with, like, barf. I don't like seeing, like, poop on street. So, you know, in Train Spotting, that one scene where... I think his name is Spud shits his the bed at his girlfriend's house and like oh gosh he tries to take the sheets oh my god he so he tries to like take the sheets to the washing machine at his girlfriend's parents' house and his mom is like oh I'll take them don't worry and he's like no no I'll do it please no and she's like come on you're being ridiculous let me take them and they get in this tug of war over this like set of shitty sheets that she doesn't know are covered in shit and like they fling everywhere. It like that scene has scarred me for life. I it's so gross to me. I it's like Ugh. the grossest thing I can think about. Ugh. Well, let me remind you of I believe it's No Holds Barred or Mr. Nanny. It's a Hulk Hogan movie where he's like fighting people and you see the last guy he's fighting has a big brown stain on his butt. And Hulk Hogan says what's that smell? And the guy goes, dookie. Oh my God. (laughs) So whenever you think of that train spotting scene, just think to yourself of that man saying, you know what I want you to think about all day? This Eric Roberts background that I put behind me for our Zoom meeting. Oh boy, it is a treat. It really took me by surprise when you logged on to Keith, my God, those are some chompers. Yeah, I can't figure those things out. Are they dentures? I I think so. So this is my completely unprofessional personal opinion. I know that he was like very into drugs. Mm. And so I wonder if something destroyed to his teeth that he had to get like veneers or dentures that makes sense and i feel like we've progressed a lot since he had those done so he could probably pay to get new ones because those are i mean like how i slowly am sliding yes (laughs) you can also see in this picture he's got like a weird scar right under his eye yeah he does like looks like somebody burned him with a cigarette maybe mickey rourke (laughs) probably (laughs) oh i loved when they um toward the beginning of the movie they show him like in his lab coat walking down the hospital hallway and they're playing like cool guy music but he's so (laughs) pigeon-toed like he's walking and i'm like this doesn't look cool at all (laughs) i know they are supposed to make him like out like this real like rock and roll cool doctor and i'm just like no you're not at all you're not at all he's even i don't even when the dad is confronting him and he like gives him the letter he like is holding his briefcase and he's got his chin on it like he can't wait for the (laughs) the dad to read it like ooh, like 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 that (laughs) that's not how you play it cool man gross 
All right. Well, that was stalked by my doctor. Part one. Part one, baby. I hope we do more. I would like to do more of those. Oh, we're going to do more. Those are fun. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to stop recording and I'm going to take a shower because I feel disgusting. So fair enough. Well, before you hit stop. I just want to say thanks for listening and you should follow our new Instagram once in a lifetime pod where I put up dumb little collages. She's so good. (laughs) Very cute. All right. Well, have a good week and don't get, don't, don't get struck by your doctor. Okay. (laughs) Likewise. Bye. Bye.